life, I mean truly happy. If I asked you to define what a truly happy life looks like, could you do it? I'm starting the conversation about what it means to be truly happy from within and why things that you think create your happiness from outside of yourself are actually not what creates a truly happy life. So grab your cup of tea, sit back and chat with me. I've missed you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Happiness Workshop Podcast, where we know that happiness is a workshop. My guest this evening is someone I resonate with so much. I've been a guest on her podcast, and we hit it off right from the beginning. But before I introduce this beautiful soul, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Women Finding Clarity. Yep, that's right. I'm our sponsor. Are you ready to elevate your entrepreneurial journey and experience unparalleled growth and abundance? Unlock the untapped potential of your business by tapping into the boundless energy of the universe. Women Finding Clarity invites you to manifest success, three keys to harness the power of the universe to grow your business. In this interactive event, you will discover how to shift your mindset to a frequency that attracts success, gain a deeper understanding of how to tap into the cosmic flow and harness its momentum to accelerate your growth. Practice insightful and spiritual tools to take your business to soaring heights and start building your toolkit for success. The Manifest Success Masterclass is not just an ordinary workshop. It's a transformative experience that will leave you feeling invigorated, inspired, and equipped with a potent toolkit for success. I have already manifested you there. All you have to do is register. The link to register is in show notes. My guest in the workshop this evening is Isabel Drawn. Isabel is a spiritual life coach, author, international speaker, and founder of Loud Whisper and the Loud Whisper Reignite Your Voice podcast. She specializes in high-achieving women who are experiencing burnout, feeling disempowered, unfulfilled, and feeling disconnected from their sole purpose to become the best version of themselves. To experience clarity, purpose, connection, and joy in their personal lives, careers, businesses, and beyond. She helps them reclaim their power and live a more fulfilling life. Without further ado, my guest, Isabel Drawn. Good morning, Isabel. Welcome to the Happiness Workshop podcast. Good morning, Pascal. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's such an honor. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. It's reciprocal, right? Because I was on yours. It was yes. an amazing conversation and I feel like both of us couldn't wait until the next conversation. The next, yeah, <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always exciting, I feel, um, to serve, to really serve. It's like, it's exciting. Something is hair in my mouth, guys, sorry. But um, it's exciting for me to serve. It's exciting for me to be vulnerable and either tell my story or just tell people what's going on in my life so it can help somebody else. I think that's the, that's what life is about, really. And I'm excited that we're in a time in life right now where people are able to share their stories to help other people become their best selves. So this is great. Thank you. Absolutely. And so beautifully said, as a spiritual life coach, that is what it means, right? To be of yes. service, to help others see that path of service, because at the end of the day, all we have is love and being of service mm -hmm. is one of it's the love. highest forms of love. Mm -hmm. I yeah. totally agree. Totally agree. I'm excited. <laughs> your energy is so beautiful. Just the energy of your voice is so calm and relaxing. Your physical energy is just the same it's just so beautiful thank you thank yeah. you oh gosh thank you <laughs> no you definitely you have a heart words. energy 
Yeah. You have a heart energy in your aura. You have lots of pink. So there's Aww. just so much pink and so much yellow just surrounding you. It's beautiful. I appreciate that. It's interesting. You say that. Cause I tell people that, um, I lead from my heart. I, I lead from my heart. That's where it's a good thing and a bad thing at times, right? And especially being an empath, but I always tell people, I, I heard this quote a long time ago that the mind can never comprehend what the heart knows. And I so believe that. And the world talks about the, the mindset. I deal with the heart set and just everything <laughs> comes from my heart. And yeah, thank you. That's beautiful. I feel like every time I do an event, a masterclass, a, an all day, whatever it is, I end up having new hashtags. And so <laughs> if you don't have it already, your hashtag is heart set. Heart set. Yes. 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 So heart set. There's a new hashtag for you. There you go. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Heart set. Yeah. I really do. Um, yeah. I, I work from my heart and that's just something that God has placed in me and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful that I get to serve others. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like you were saying, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. It's always good to be of service, right? It's mm -hmm. always good to lead with your heart, to lead with loving intention. Mm -hmm. The only place that it can become bad is if you're not consciously aware yes. of what's going on around you and you don't have firm boundaries, right? Yes, yes, you're absolutely correct. If you're not consciously aware, like you mentioned, of what is going around you, but also if you don't know who you are, because what happens is that um, because I lead so much with my heart, I want everybody to be okay. And when you do that, have no boundaries, like you just mentioned, because I, I want everyone to be okay but what has helped me change really and realize that I was not being that effective being that way is because I found myself I'm an empath so I found myself wanting to do for other people and I lead from my heart but also at the same time I would turn into a victim right so while I'm trying to serve people and quote unquote, save people or make sure everybody's okay, people are people and people do what people do. So those, the same people would not do right by me. And then I turn into a victim. So it was kind of like a roller coaster. So it's a, it's a hard, um, while it's amazing, it's so filling, my heart is full. It's really something that you have to be conscious about and you re, you have to take care of yourself knowing and understanding that um, your heart set like me. <laughs> yep. And one of the things that I learned along the way, because I'm so much like you, yeah. is you do want everyone to be okay. You want to make everyone happy. You want to fix it for people, right? Yes. You yes. want to save people. Everyone doesn't want to be saved. No. And the truth is you cannot, I don't care how good you are, how amazing you are. You can't save anybody. The only people you can save is just saving somebody from a fire, a burning building. Now you can save people. What I've learned through my journey, um, you can't save anybody. Nope. You truly can't. They, they want to they have to want to be saved. They have to be seeking it, right? But that doesn't mean that you don't talk to people about it. That doesn't mean you don't attempt to show people something different because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And like Maya Angelou always says, when you know better, you do better, you know? And sometimes you need that person who's like, okay, let me try to talk to this person and see what they're about and see if I can help them. So we every we still need people to put those nuggets in our heads, in our spirit to say, look, you can do better, you can live better, but you cannot really change the person until when they're ready to change. But that doesn't mean that you stop serving. It doesn't mean that you stop, you know, just don't deplete yourself and don't lose yourself trying to save people. That's the biggest thing. And with impacts, we get, we do that a lot. Yeah. 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 
I resonate so much with Maya Angelou. And I say that all the time. When we know better, we can do better. Yeah. And all you can do is offer a different perspective. And if the person wants to take you up on that offer, mm-hmm. fantastic. And maybe it resonates for them and maybe it doesn't, right? But once you offer, if they decline, it's hard to do, but you have to back away because yeah. you got to figure it out. We're all on our own path, right? Yes. Yes. And Everybody so has we're their at own different journey. places. Yes. Right? We have different starting lines. We have different um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual um, evolutions and mm-hmm. vibrations. And we're all in different places. So yeah, and, you, and everybody has their own journey, right? We all came here for a reason. We're uniquely and wonderfully made. Not two people are the same. There is ne- there's not another you. It's just that simple, you know? As simple as, as it is, that's it's hard too at the same time, but everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own gift. Everybody is here for a reason. Every human being I believe to my core has a purpose in life. You know, the thing about it is, unfortunately, we've been conditioned to think of everything else but that. We've been conditioned to try to become somebody else but the truth of who we were created to be. We've been conditioned to show up and be a certain way instead of the truth of who we're supposed to be. So that's the hardest part about it. So even self-development, whether it's spirituality or whether it's getting to know yourself, any kind of thing is really about stripping away the layers, right? It's stripping away the layers because a lot of us are walking around wearing masks. A lot of us are walking around with all these layers of baggage and we don't know who we are. We truly don't know who we are. So that's when we question ourselves. We question, am I supposed to be here? We question, am I good enough? We question, how come I can't be like that person? That's because you don't know who you are. You've never tapped into that. You've been conditioned to be somebody else. You've been conditioned to think like other people. You've been conditioned, you know, it's kind of like a trap and it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's so true. And I know that you define the work, partially define the work that you do is specializing in high achieving women. And those women are experiencing burnout. They're feeling Mm -hmm. disempowered, unfulfilled. They're disconnected from, and I love how you say this, their soul's purpose Mm -hmm. to become the best version of themselves. And I love that you do bring not only just purpose, but their soul's purpose into the conversation. Right. Right. And the reason why I do that is, thank you for saying that. The reason why I do that, I myself have been an entrepreneur for two decades and I grew up seeing very courageous and resilient women as a little girl. Uh, these women were professional entrepreneurs. They, they had tomatoes on their head. I'm originally from Africa, eastern and southern part of Africa, Tanzania and Zambia. So I'd watch these resilient women, right? And they have tomatoes on their head, but in my eyes, they're business owners, they just don't own a Rockefeller building. But to make a long story short is that these women did whatever it took to take care of their families. It is until when I became a mom and I started living a life like them, I, I realized, but they didn't have a voice. They really didn't know who they were. And we live in a society now where, which is amazing, as women, we get to break, shatter the glass ceiling right? Yeah. Women, we can go out here and create the income that we want. We can go out here and do all these amazing things that we were not able to do before. But here's what's happened. We have lost ourselves in that too. We lost ourselves in motherhood. Okay. Then we're like, okay, great. I'm a mother. I love being a mother. Okay. I love staying at home. I love taking care of the family. But then now, I can go out here and really make money. And then we lose ourselves in that. And what I've come to realize is a lot of women who are disconnected from their soul's purpose, who are high achievers, they get their validation from what they do. They get their validation from how they perform. And a lot of them may not realize it, but that's tied to childhood trauma. 
you see? So what happens is because they're good at producing, they're good at doing everything outside of themselves, they tend to run away from themselves. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love the big pause there after the childhood trauma mm -hmm. and you just paused because that just gives us all a moment to just let that land in our yeah. heart and yeah. in our souls, right? Because it's because real. All of us mm -hmm. have, or the majority of us have some sort of trauma from childhood. Yes. Different levels, different levels of severity, but all of us have some sort of trauma from childhood, yes. which has most likely come from someone else's yeah. level of trauma mm -hmm. from their childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Or in their mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And so the work that you're doing is so important. And it's so important that we all do this work mm -hmm. to really, as you say, peel away the layers and get to know ourselves and heal the trauma so we don't continue the trauma. Yeah. So we don't continue the trauma. And I know you've heard about it and you've seen, and you see a lot of, not just women, even people who make a whole lot of money, right? They're excited. They have everything that they have, but they're miserable when they get home. So I'll give myself as an example, been in business for two decades, wife, mother, you know, businesswoman from the outside looking in for years, you'd see me, people are like, oh my goodness, Isabel has it together. What most people fail to realize is that I spent many nights, and when I mean many nights, I spent many nights gazing in the ceiling, asking myself, what more? You know, because I was not connected to my soul's purpose. That loud whisper inside of me was screaming so loud, but I ignored it because you know what? I was used to wearing that mask. I was used to being out here and moving and shaking and, and creating all these things when it comes to business. You know, I was good at that. And as women, we're good at it. We're good at covering up. We're good at fixing. We're good at cleaning. We're good at uh, neglecting our needs for others. We're good at everything that doesn't do with us as long as it's about somebody else we're good at it but when it comes to us we're not good at it. we don't take the time to do that and also I think because we're afraid to face it so with high achieving women they get their validation from external forces. They get their validation from their from what they produce. They get the validation from everything outside of them. But what they fail to realize is the way they treat their relationships at work, that's what they do at home. That's what they do in their everyday relationships. So even with their children, with their spouses, with their sisters or whoever they were, it's always an end result. So when is this going to happen? So why didn't you show up like this? So how come this? I waited on this, but it didn't look like this. You, 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 you just, I can't trust you. You're not good enough. So that's the kind of life that they live. And you find that some high achieving women always end up alone for that particular reason. They treat their relationships, their personal relationships, just like they treat their business relationship, because at the end of the day, their trauma has taught them they don't mean anything if they don't produce something or if they do not have an end result. So my job is to help them just tap into their soul's purpose. Like, who are you to the core of your being? I did a, uh, a talk a few months ago this year, and it was a room full of businesswomen. And I asked the simple question, answer the question, who am I? That's simple. Everybody was saying what they did. The truth is nobody talked about what lights their fire. Nobody talks about their journey, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Nobody talks about what they've experienced has created them to be a certain person. Nobody talks about what they love. Nobody talked about their values. Nobody talked about their needs. When they talked about their values, it had everything to do with work, but nothing to do with themselves because they didn't even know what 
they valued when it came to them. Yeah. And that's so sad. And clearly there's so much work to do because we're not raised to look at those things, right? Because Mm. I say it all the time, we're told that that's selfish. Yeah. With a lowercase s. Yeah. I encourage to be, I encourage people to be selfish with a capital S. Yeah. That means turning that gaze inward, mm-hmm. really getting to know who you are, mm-hmm. what lights your soul on fire. Yeah. What yeah. are your non-quantifiable attributes? You can't yeah. measure how much love you give or are willing to receive. You can't measure your level of empathy, your level mm-hmm. of compassion, right? You can feel those things and you yeah. can give those things and receive those things, but there's no mm-hmm. quantifiable number. No. And so we don't look at them because as humans, we need everything to have a definition. We need everything to have a starting point an ending point, a Mm -hmm. goal, a level of, right? Those things don't have that. Those things feel nebulous, but it's in the nebulous things that you find your most true self. Yes. I love the way you say that way. Ms. Fazant says, it's never selfish, it's self-full, right? You fill your tank up first And whatever remains, (laughs) I love it when she says that. And whatever remains, whatever runneth over is for everybody else. And yeah, that, because you, when you really think about it, if you come from a self-full space, you are intentional. But if you keep giving and you're depleted, there is no intention there, baby. Because you're giving everything that you have and you don't even have much within yourself, right? So you you cannot be consciously intentional when you're giving something that you don't have. And I tell women, it's truly a fact. You can't give something that you don't have. You can't go out here and just want to love on everybody else when you don't even love yourself. And can you fully, completely love yourself? We'll probably never get to that point. But just know yourself enough to have non-negotiables, to have healthy boundaries, right? And when I tell women about this, they're like, oh my God, they don't realize that boundaries, non-negotiables, all these things teach you how to love yourself the thing with women from the time we were little girls we've been trained and conditioned that the only way to be loved is by us as little girls giving ourselves up to other people sacrificing ourselves to other people suppressing what we need and making sure everybody's okay. And that's why if you really pay attention, it is um, it is a cultural thing amongst women. I don't care where they're from. It's a norm. So it's not only women in America doing it or women in Africa doing it or women. No, it truly is like a DNA that was put in us from the time we were little girls and we live life functioning like that. I don't have to sacrifice myself. I have to give, I have to give in order to be loved. I have to, I have to, it's never the other way, but it doesn't work that way because throughout my journey, what I've learned is, and I've, I've lost really powerful women in my life. While most people may not agree with me, but I know deep down inside my core. And these women were powerful, resilient. When I tell you, one, both of them were business owners, really. But I believe in my heart, they died at a very young age. I believe they died of a heartache. Because mm. your soul can only take so much depletion. Yeah. When your soul is exhausted, That means your body is exhausted because what we keep, whatever we suppress, whatever we don't share, it manifests in our body. We call it cancer. We call it depression. We call it all these other things. But I do believe these women, and that's why this is so dear to me. I believe they died of a heartache. Yeah. 
because we walk around every day with our souls heavy. We don't get to express who we are. We don't get to express how we feel. So we keep, just imagine, think about this. If you had a container and you keep just suppressing and suppressing and putting stuff in it and suppressing, eventually one day it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And as you're talking, the visual that I'm seeing is imagine that you have a plant on the windowsill, right? And you're growing this beautiful little flower. And then you did, you know, one day you just cover it and it can't get any more sunshine. Exactly. What's going to happen to that plant? Yeah. It's going to die because it's being suppressed. It's whole cycle of being its whole way of being mm-hmm. is covered up yeah it's taken away yeah wow that's powerful yeah Isabel. and the hardest thing is um a lot of us are walking around like zombies I always yeah. say for me for a while I was walking around like the walking dead I was just going through motions a lot of women are waking up in the morning not happy just doing and doing and doing. It's time for women to really tune in and start being because our power lies within us. Our power is not outside of ourselves. And the reason why we stay on this hamster wheel of anxiety, depression, self-doubt, low confidence, and all these things, because we're trying to perfect a human being that does not exist. We're trying to perfect a human being that the world said we should be. Right. So each day we want to change her. I did it. This day I cut her hair. I do this. I do that. And she needs to show up that way. She needs to, it's, it's work every day. It's work. Who you are should not be work. Yeah. Yeah. And the quote unquote work is just developing new habits. That's all learning to put your gaze in a different place Mm -hmm. instead of gazing outwardly, learning to turn your gaze inwardly, because at the end of the day, you are going to have so much more love and energy to give if you have filled yourself with love and energy first. Yeah. And I get it. It's hard. It's hard work. Yep. Because when you turn that inside, you start to unravel all those things. I always say, um, I don't believe there's a human being on this earth that wants to live unhappy. I I don't believe that in my core. Every human being. I agree. You agree? Okay. Every human being is seeking freedom, is seeking peace, is seeking all these things that the higher power, whoever you subscribe to for me is God, has afforded us and animals. I, When I watch animals, I believe that's how we need to be living. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly, right? So you agree. And I feel that, mm, I felt that in my spirit. I really felt felt this in my spirit right now we are living in a space where it's hard for a lot of people there is no human being who wants to be miserable there is not a human being who wants to be unhappy there is not a human being who doesn't want to seek excitement vulnerable be vulnerable even heal but it's hard work And the reason why a lot of us don't do it is because you got to break through what you've been through. And that's hard. So instead of me having to break through what I've been through, it's easier for me to get a glass of alcohol. I'm not saying this because I'm talking about other people. That's, that was me. Yeah. It's easier for me to get another form of vice to numb that pain. The only thing about that pain, it shows up in so many different ways. You could be making $10 million and that pain is going to show up either at your job. That pain is going to show up with your children. They won't want to deal with you. The pain will show up where you don't even have a spouse or partner or you're by yourself or you can't even hold 
onto relationships. The only reason why you feel like you're doing something is because you, you can control the external, what, you, what you're producing out there. Right. You can control that. So it gives you some form of validation. But I don't think any human being wants to live like that. So I think it's it's important for us to create safe spaces for people to be able to be vulnerable enough to tell their story so that they can start healing. But until you make the decision that you're ready to go through that fire so you can break through what you've been through, you still be in the same situation. That gives so much clarity to everything you just said, that little phrase break through what you've been through, Mm -hmm. right? It's the healing. It's first of all, I want to just go back and pull out a couple of things that you said that really caught my attention and made me kind of sit up a little bit is this need for control. All control is this need to control everything is your fear. It's fear of what's going to happen, fear Mm -hmm. of the unknown, fear Mm -hmm. of the repercussions of if I don't do it right, if I'm Mm -hmm. not good enough, if I'm, so you need, you feel like you need this level of control to keep all the plates in the air. Yeah. If if you lose control, Mm -hmm. one or two of those plates are going to fall. And then what are other people going to say? Yeah people going to think it's right? always about the other people we're always worried about what other people are going to say and i love that you say that and here is a fact we don't have control in of anything outside of nothing. ourselves nothing 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 absolutely nothing each morning when we wake up every human being on this planet is the same because none of us have figured this thing out and we don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes the fact that we don't even know what's going to happen in the next five minutes lets you know that we don't have control of anything what we need to learn is our life goes through seasons our life goes through a flow When you look on the outside, for those that have seasons, wherever you are from, you will have fall, winter, summer, spring, right? So spring shows up. We have all these beautiful flowers we see, right? So much possibility. So much possibility. Yeah. Colors everywhere, right? Flowers and everything fall comes, we're starting to see the season is changing. Winter comes, the trees don't have any leaves. I wish sometimes as human beings, we can start to understand our journey that way. Yeah. Our life consists of seasons. There is nothing that we can control. The only thing we need to understand that in each season, we are guided where we're so busy trying to control the inevitable or trying to control everything outside of ourselves that we get to, we lose ourselves. And the sad part about that is you're missing the beauty of what's passing by Yeah, because you're so focused on the GPS yeah. And not looking out the window and seeing the scenery, right? Yeah. And so that's the sadness is you get to the end of your life and you don't know where you've been. No. You're so focused on the GPS. So, oh, I love that. So focused on the GPS, especially women. We're so notorious for that because we're, what we do is we want to satisfy everybody else's needs and suppress our own needs, wants and desires. So when you do that, you're in survival mode. When you're in survival mode, your emotions are cut off. So what you're doing is you're on a hamster wheel of life, constantly going, going. You're not present within it. You get to a point. You're 80 years old. You're looking like, oh, my life just went by. It's like empty nesters. I'm about to be an empty nester. This is what I want to tell women. As you're raising your children, you may not be able to go out there and do this and do that. Find a hobby. Start, get, learn yourself, learn what makes you happy, learn what, even if you just write it down and you know, maybe in the next five years, I'll start doing this because what happens is a lot of women, 
once our children leave, it's the and then what? The yeah. reason why you have the and then what scenario is because for 40 years, for 50 years, you've paid attention to everybody else but yourself. So then now you're looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, who am I? What am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, you know, in my business, I specifically work with women because I understand women. I yeah, am a woman. I, yeah. I mean, I say understand women, not really, but you know what I mean? No, you I, do. You do. <laughs> but yeah. even men, you know, from my perspective, I'm just right now thinking about my husband. He too has done the same thing, right? Because we got married and the GPS was, Boom. we want to have our children next because mm -hmm. not only is that what is expected, but we really wanted children. Okay. Yeah. So we had our children and then made the decision. I really wanted to be a stay at home mom yeah. and raise my children, you know, for our family, blah, blah, blah. What did that mean? That meant my husband went to mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. My husband was the one who had to focus on bringing in enough money so I could stay home. So our children could do activities. So we could have food on the table, a roof over our head, all those things. Yeah. And he would say the same thing that you said earlier. I get up in the morning, I go to work, I come home, mm -hmm. I eat dinner, I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. I get up in the morning, I go mm -hmm. to work. I He's right. And that's real. And that's yeah. real. And, so and you know what? Go ahead. Sorry. It's men and women. And I think mm -hmm. that we just do it maybe a little differently in our energetics, you know, feminine energy versus masculine energy, but not to say there aren't plenty of women who have taken on that role that my husband took on. Of yeah the mm -hmm. main source of income and had to get up and go to work and come home and eat dinner and go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. while everyone's different, masculine energy and feminine energy show up differently in our lives. We all have masculine. We all have, all feminine, have feminine. Yeah. And the trick is to balance them. Yeah. And I love that you brought up your husband because obviously just like you, I deal with women because I'm a woman and really the reason why I do what I do, my life experience is because I've watched women do what they do. So now I'm able, God has put that in my heart, like, okay, we need to heal this and change this. But that is very true. Now think about this, about your husband. We were trained to seek love. We were trained to negate ourselves in order to be loved. We were trained to sacrifice ourselves in order to be loved. Men, can you imagine living a life where you're trained not to cry? No, nope. I think that's the most inhumane thing society can do to men. Yep. I, all hands up for you right now, because that is devastating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to keep those emotions inside. Talk about, you know, you already said it, dis-ease, cancer, depression, all of that, because if you can't allow the energy of crying, that emotion to flow through you and exit you, mm -hmm. What are you doing? You're suppressing it. You're covering yeah. the plant in the window, yeah. right? You're yeah. creating dis-ease mm -hmm. within the body, within the soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about where society is going now. People are seeking. People are allowed to be vulnerable because that's where, as Benet Brown says, that's, that's where our strength comes from. People are, about, people are allowed to just um, be, it's, it's going to take a while. And it's like I, when I talk to the women that I work with about being a strong woman, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, we talk about that, about being a strong woman. And every woman is like, yeah, I'm strong and I need to go out here and be a strong woman. And uh, I did that. Now, what is that definition of a strong woman, right? What is the I definition mean, of a strong woman? That's I was raised really with, yeah, I was raised with very strong women 
in my family, right? My, um, on both sides, truly my mom's family and my dad's family. And in this particular instance, I'm thinking about my mom's family. Mm -hmm. Those, you know, they all say it were strong Maxwell women, you know, was my mom's maiden name. And what did they do? They raised their families. They worked hard. They pitched in, they never stopped. They showed up for people. They, everything, they showed up in life in every way they possibly could. Mm -hmm. What I will say about that is some of them don't know how to express emotion. No, most of them don't. No, some of them have shame over Mm -hmm. showing emotion, over crying. Mm -hmm. And these are women, right? Mm -hmm. Some of them don't know how to rest. No, some of them don't know who they are, or how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Some of, you know, and I'm thinking on both sides. And as I'm saying these things, I'm including myself. I'm including probably every woman I know. Yeah. And just like the way you said, they don't know how to express themselves. They suppress themselves. We've been talking about this the whole show, suppressing our needs, our wants, our desires. To me, it truly breaks my heart. Um, for women to live life so long and really not discovering who the higher power created them to be. And I stopped subscribing to the strong woman narrative for so many reasons is because I had a child at a very young age. And when I had my child, I was 20 years old. I was 8,000. I was here in the U.S., in Ohio, and I was 8,000. I came here, my dad sent me for college and I found myself in a peculiar situation. So I was 8,000 miles away from home about to be a mother who needed her own mother, right? And when I had my son, that's when all this really started making sense to me and it clicked in. What was fascinating about it was that the survival instinct kicked in so easily. But back then it didn't dawn on me how come I'm just able to survive and keep him? I'm 8,000. I'm still a child with a child and I'm 8,000 miles away from home. Right. But, but you're a product of your environment. So because I've watched all these women survive all my life, that was nothing to me, right? Yeah, it was a lot, but that innate survival, boom, kicked yeah. in. And, and that- I was going through life is when I started realizing and opening. So People, people around me would say, oh my God, you're so strong. Girl, you're so strong. You're so strong. What they failed to realize is that I was so broken. Yeah. I needed help. I wanted other women to help me. So half the time, I didn't know what I was doing. I was in an abusive relationship. I couldn't leave. But because I was experiencing all these things that were against me society defined me as a strong woman and this is what I try to educate really quick if I can educate the women out there I no longer subscribe to society's expectations of a strong woman for the simple fact that it leaves us broken and what I mean by that those expectations are not real because society judges and they measure a strength of a man by how much weight he can carry, but they will measure a strength of a woman by how much pain she can endure. And I noticed the more pain I experienced, the more abuse I went through, everybody celebrated my strength. But this is what God taught me through my process. Yeah, I am strong, but I have that innate strong that strength that I was born with as a woman, as a little girl. Women, we bring life into this world. So whether you have children or not, you you have the same strength because you're nurturing somebody. So my goal is to help women not subscribe to society's expectation of strength because it leaves us broken is for us to really go back to our soul's longing and tap into that because That strength is so powerful, but yet it has humility. Yeah. It is vulnerable. It has so much power. It has so much love. It has so much resilience. It has so much tenacity. The difference is it comes in, it comes from within you. 
So you don't have to mask it. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to make it up. You don't even have to be broken because when you're broken, that's that real strength that will help you pick up those pieces. One of the, it's so beautifully said, first of all, everything you said just shown your own feminine energy. You were just so wrapped up in it just then. You were <laughs> in this flow of femininity oh. in that whole thing that you just said. And it felt so good because it feels like truth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that feeling of, you know, as you say, we've been trained to do this and to do that. And me talking about the strong women in my family, it's feeling like we have to fake it to get approval or not show emotion or not share our truth for fear of disapproval. But if we can show up in our feminine strength Mm -hmm. and our feminine courage to just be ourselves for whatever that looks like in every single moment, Mm -hmm. that's the strength. Yeah. That's feminine. You you hit the nail right on the head. That's it. That's it. Because it it, it is. the other society's expectations of us women is exhausting. Have you realized a lot of women are always exhausted? Do yeah. you really think, for me, it's God, for whoever you subscribe to, your higher power, your, do you really think you were created to struggle? Do you really think you were given the power to bring life into this world so you can struggle all your life? No, there has to be something to that. No, we were not created to survive. We were created to thrive. But it's until we start acknowledging, like you talked about the shame. My name was Isabel Shame Drawn for the longest. I was ashamed of my abuse. I was ashamed I had a child at a young age. I had all these things that I was ashamed of because of everybody else around me, because I knew they would not accept me for who I am or for where I am in life because I had a child. Or because somebody thought they had the power to abuse me. Yeah. So I felt less than, I I didn't feel good enough about myself. So for many years, I was ashamed of who I was. So the mask, oh, I perfected that. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I perfected that mask, but we can no longer do that. We have to break this for our young girls. We have to break this cycle. And for all the women listening out there, anytime you don't feel loved, accepted, wanted, appreciated, seen, or heard in any environment, find the courage within yourself to move. Yeah. Find the courage within yourself to move because society in itself expects you to give up who you are. You got to be around people who want you to be who you are. That's right. You know, Brene Brown talks about shame and she says the way through shame is to give name to your shame. Yeah. Speak it out loud. Right. And that's the beautiful work that you do. Yeah. You create such an amazing, compassionate, loving, safe container for women to do that. And that's invaluable. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It took a lot. Thank you for that. I appreciate you saying that it took a lot because with what I do and the way society is, I'm glad it's shifting now. They call it the woo-woo. Isabel, you're always talking about the (laughs) woo-woo. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's the woo-woo. Everybody wants to run away from it. And especially working with entrepreneur, women, CEO, everybody's like, no, I don't need that. I know my values. I don't. And I said, just give me three minutes. And when I look at this powerful women, that little girl inside of them, once we start talking, shows up. And what they fail to realize is for a lot of us, we're dealing with a lot of trauma 
and we never healed that little girl inside of us. So guess what? She's in the driver's seat of our cars. Why do you think, so you're wondering, why am I crushing? Why am not, why isn't this not making sense? She can no longer see over the dashboard. You have to nurture her. You have to love on her. You have to let her know it's okay. The adult me is going to take care of us because all we're doing is we keep seeking that of which we never got when we were little. I don't care how much money you make. That does not go away until you stop and take the time to really connect to the little girl inside of you and nurture her so that she can allow the adult you to keep going. I'll say this really quick. If you ever find yourself in a situation and you get triggered and you go off and then after two minutes, you're like, why did I go off like that? Why did I even, then you start feeling ashamed. Like, oh my God, why did I go off? I should have been quiet. I should have tamed myself. That is always going to happen because it was not the adult you that showed up. It was the little girl inside of you that showed up trying to protect you because she still doesn't understand that you, you can protect yourself. So then you're looking at yourself saying, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Why did I just go off like that? But a lot of us fail to realize it's not the adult you that went off. It's not the adult you that was triggered. That little girl will always be in defense as long as she's not being taken care of and really facing what she's experienced, whether it's the neglect, abandonment, abuse, or whatever, whatever it is somebody's going through. Yeah. I know that you and I both teach and tell that you're not going to find happiness in the external. You have to, like we said, turn your gaze inward because that's where you're going to find your true happiness. It's turning that gaze inward and giving love and attention to that little girl that is missing the thing. So if you're missing love, if you're missing attention, if you're missing excitement in your life, you can't look outside of yourself to seek that. You seek that by turning inward Mm -hmm. and giving love to that little girl, giving attention to that little girl. Mm -hmm. What excited her, right? Do things that would be exciting to her before the world or the trauma or Mm -hmm. other people shut her down. Yeah. What was, what did she love? What excited her? What was her creativity? Do those things. Do those things. Yeah. Yeah. Isabel, I know that you have a very powerful event coming up and I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for your event and I want every person to hear about it. So can you talk about it, please? Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you for giving me the platform to share about that. Oh, this is my baby. For so many years, all my life, I pictured myself doing this. But this is my second annual Loud Whisper Women's Conference. And uh, for those of you that are just listening, so of course, my company is called Loud Whisper. I call it Loud Whisper because I feel women are always screaming for help on the inside. But nobody hears them because it comes out as a whisper. So my goal in life is to go around the world truly and empower women to really use their voice. Last year, I had my first annual conference, women's conference. It was amazing. This year, I'm really excited. It's two days. And uh, the reason why I did it two days is because I didn't realize how powerful it would turn out last year that I felt the women hanging. So I really want to close it in. The thing of the theme this year is the healing space. Heal your mind, body, and spirit to manifest purpose and fulfillment. It's a space I just created, collective of women, like-minded women. When you walk in the door, the rest is out the door. I want your heart open, really open. 
my prayer every day is each woman that walks into that door feels some sense of knowing, some sense of belonging when they come into that room. It's not just a regular conference. You're not coming to be motivated. We're coming to excavate. We're coming to peel off layers. We're coming to heal, to really help you to start embarking on the journey of self-discovery. Because here is the truth. You can make all the money that you want. You can have all the material possessions that you want. But life is really not worth living if your soul is not happy, is it? if you don't have any joy, peace, or fulfillment. And I believe that's why we were brought into this world. So please join me September the 10th, 9th, 10th. You can check it on my website. I am excited. Thank you. Thank you again. <laughs> yes, of course. And um, I put your link in show notes, but can you okay. tell everyone listening, what's the link? Okay. So the link, you can just go to my site, www.isabeldrawn.com. I-S-A-B-E-L. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-O-N.com. Please come in. My soul is longing for each and every one of you. I tell people I've created this space, but believe it or not, I need it just as bad. I'm, I want to listen to the women who are going to speak so I can learn to how to navigate life. I've been through a lot of things the past few weeks. So I too need some form of healing and nothing is going to be better than holding hands and healing together. So I'm really excited about that. We heal by helping others heal themselves. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, is this conference virtual is it in person or is it hybrid? in person in, in person. person okay yeah I haven't gotten to the virtual yet god forgive me I don't know if I'll ever get to it I like to see people feel people <laughs> so maybe when I get big 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 but now it's in person I, I want to see you come in bring yourself come and sit with us fellowship just come I just want to I want you to be there with us. <laughs> so beautiful. And for anyone who can't be there in person, they can also listen to your amazing podcast. Yes, they can. Loud Thank Whisper, you. right? Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I appreciate Isabel, that. I appreciate and love and adore every conversation we have. I can't wait the to continue mutual. working together, healing yeah. together, showing up together. Yeah. I appreciate you. The, the feeling is mutual. It feels good to meet like-minded women. It really does because this work is not easy. So to meet women like you who understand um, the journey, it, it's just, it's so powerful and it's such a blessing because it gets lonely because a lot of people don't understand, especially as what you say from the beginning, I really operate from the heart and the world is full of their mindset. So <laughs> Yeah, my my world can get a little bit lonely because what everybody else is excited about, I'm not excited about. I'm excited about seeing people just be free. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime. I love all our. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I am a hundred percent sure you can understand why I resonate so strongly, so personally with Isabel. Her energy is beautiful. Her soul is beautiful. And I am certain that her retreat is going to be amazing and so very healing. Don't forget, if you would like to register for my next free masterclass, Manifest Success, you can find the link for free registration in show notes. As you move through your week, keep moving forward on your path toward happiness and always remember to go within. Good night. Thank you for being part of the Women Finding Clarity community and for making the Happiness Workshop podcast part of your week. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share the Happiness Workshop podcast with a friend. These are simple ways to help us get our show in the ears and on the minds of more listeners. We know that happiness is a workshop, so find more tools to guide you forward on your path to happiness at www.womenfindingclarity.com. A reminder to keep moving forward on your path to happiness and always remember to go within.